Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jochum. Frenchie is here. We are going to start with some F1 trivia. I believe you should get this one. Who is the oldest F1 champion? Oh, uh, I'm going to guess that the oldest is Mario. That is Mario incorrect, sir. Is that you right? have been stumped. Really? It is also not is Michael Is it Michael Schumacher. Schumacher, then? Who's the oldest one? Hold on a second. Mario was 38 when he won the championship, so who's older than that? Oh, Fangio, was it Fangio or Ascari? Yeah, so you, when you take it back to the 50s for me, that's like, for some reason, I just haven't <laughs> studied up on the 50s. Like, I, my knowledge starts in the 60s. So this is like your yeah, key. Well, it's not my key. Cody's me. the only one who submits questions. If anybody if anybody else other than Cody submits a trivia question, I will give you a PLP t-shirt. No, it's always Cody. No one else has submitted yeah, one, even if always you've called for that multiple times? I mean, thank you, okay. Cody. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't appreciate really Cody's like dedication. Cody. Yeah. But like I appreciate the fact that he that he sends in these questions. Yeah. Hey, it proves he's listening every week and that yeah. he actually cares so enough to so like spend his time to look up. Anyway, trivia. so I have a rant before we go into F one news and talking about Coda. And I, this could partially be because I don't think honestly it's because Verstappen has already clinched the championship. But with the FIA and F ones inconsistencies ineptitude ridiculousness whatever you want to call everything that's gone on in 2022 i'm not really that excited for coda this weekend like i i i don't think i'm gonna be able to watch it live anyway but i don't really care like don't don't like it's not i'm not like oh you know i'm not gonna be able to to be home for it i i don't care yeah, well, I mean, championship is locked up, so that kind of takes away a lot of the intrigue of it. But I think what also takes away some of it is like, it just it feels like a really long season already. Yeah, that could I be mean, it. Yeah, I, yeah, I think like a twenty race season is probably better and like than twenty four. Yeah, don't worry. Next year we have an extra race know. on the calendar too. I think. Yeah. Plus, I'm jealous that I, we're not going to Coda. Like, it would be more yeah, exciting. Yeah, I didn't I'd even bother. We there. It sa- sounds like the FIA credential process this year was even worse trying to get through them last year. Shocking, <laughs> I know. Shocker. I, I mean, I love you, FIA. I don't, I don't, I don't Give even us credentials. Care. Screw the FIA. <laughs> so, and, and shout out to my buddy Ryan that I went to college with. He is not only leading our grid rival F1 league, he is second in the na- in the in the world with points. So, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, we really. I don't How know. How many he's, points? He's, do have he's like two thousand up on. Oh wow! Yeah, he's got eighteen thousand yeah. three hundred twenty-one points. And just for context, I'm in tenth place with fifteen thousand seven hundred forty-seven points. So he's like, yeah, yeah. It's that's a big lead. So shout out to Ryan. Hopefully I get to see him when I am back on the East Coast for Thanksgiving. But yeah, he's he's crushing it and it's he likes to remind me after the race every every weekend where he's at in the standings. But I'm happy for him. 
Yes. Yeah. At least it's, yeah, at least no, it's not, not at least it's like not Cody. That's winning our league. He's he's moving up the standings. He's right behind you in points. And yeah, you're also like we're right all like, all of us are kind of right right in the middle there. Okay, what do we have? All right, so let's start with um, Helmet Marco. He, this is like his least controversial oh. statement that I've ever heard. Uh, he says that Nick DeVries is should be or at least be AlphaTauri's uh, F1 leader in 2023, despite being a rookie. So again, he's kind of taking a little dig at Yuki, as he likes to do. Um, but I don't disagree with him at all. I imagine that Nick is probably going to be, I don't know, more consistent at the very least than Yuki. And probably, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to be as good as Pierre Gasly. Maybe he will be. I don't, he's an F2 champion, a Formula E champion. We'll see what the guy has to offer. But I think if Yuki's thinking that he's going to be the number one now. Yeah, uh, I, I don't have an issue with that one either. That's the smartest thing Helmet said in like six years. So Maybe he's taking his meds. Good God. That was, that was hurtful. <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> I'm not trying to denigrate anyone who has to take medications for any mental yeah. health yeah. Uh, issues but <laughs> yeah helmet marco's legitimately crazy <laughs> it's beyond just like a minor issue all right um apparently the fia is clinging to hope that porsche is going to enter formula one i don't know how uh but i guess they're really trying to do some kind of a deal or tie up with it um, but they're they're adamant that you know, Porsche is a great brand and they want them in F one. I, I mean, sure, but the FIA also said we're gonna you know tell you what the penalty is for Red Bull and the cost cap penalty, and we still haven't heard that. So, you know, I don't believe anything they say. Everything they say is useless. the The only benefit is that we've speculated and others have as well that Andretti's been trying to get in. Right. And I don't know, let's say that Andretti is able to somehow tie up with Porsche, then I think that would be the shoe in for them to get on the grid as maybe an 11th team. Interesting. Okay. All right. I I mean, fair. And I, I do, I do know from a source that Andretti's new shop that they're building here in, I guess it's like kind of like Northeast Indianapolis there is a section that is kind of like marked as like, well, if we have an F1 team, that's where we'll add on to the new building. So, you know, it's it's still being discussed internally. And next year, Andretti is t- teamed up with uh, Porsche for their powertrains okay. and Formula okay. E. So maybe where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a relationship there. Yeah, fair. I don't know. We can just keep like fueling these rumors, but the FIA is doing it for themselves, I guess. So the other news that we've got is that McLaren is going to debut these innovative, what they're calling dynamic sponsor logos. So it sounds like they're little digital screens that I guess like can change um, the messaging or I don't know, basically do what IndyCar was unable to do with those uh, LED number panels. 
<laughs> so maybe maybe IndyCar can eventually take this technology and make those work. And everyone, yeah, IndyCar I, will be I really don't. Happy. Know the, I mean, it's fine. It's cool. I don't like Will Buxton was like, "This is game changing technology, bro." It's an electronic billboard. <laughs> Get over you. Also, you're not curing cancer or. And it's an electronic billboard on a car. Yeah, it's cool. IndyCar couldn't figure it out. We all have our confusion about that as well. But also, it's not that big of a deal. Listen to this message, though. Like, the CEO of the company that's kind of developing this, Seamless Digital, listen to what he says. He also makes it kind of sound like this grand, life-changing technology. Being able to change branding in real time on a Formula One car will give greater flexibility and value to teams and partners. Our technology enables more creative options for brands to communicate situationally relevant messages. Okay, they're not going to be. What are they going like, to do? Are they going to? Are they going to? Yeah, you know, they're going to be social causes on the side of the car. Be like F U K Mag. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I'm curious to see how it looks because I honestly I looked at like one picture and then I saw Will Buxton's tweet and I was like, yep, I'm done for the day. So that's that's where I, that's what I have on that one. Wait, no, but listen to this too. By ensuring the technology works on a Formula One car, we have already cracked the toughest place to innovate and are set to disrupt advertising across F1, motorsport, golf. U.S. sports and ultimately wider, more mainstream use. What? What are they going to do? Put ads on golf clubs <laughs> or golf balls? That'd be pretty cool. I, that would be like kind of the biggest. Yeah, but it would also be the one of the most shameless yeah, like just, money grabs ever. I mean, listen, I get ads on jerseys in stick and ball sports. I don't really care. I know people hate them. And I get the digital ads on like a hockey rink that you see on TV nowadays, even if they're sim- even the even if they don't work one hundred percent of the time as as they're supposed to. I, I, yeah, players <laughs> slamming into so them. weird, but <laughs> I just I'm trying to envision this like digital billboard like on like a uh, let's stick with the hockey example a goalie a goalie pad ha- no that's that's a lot, that's like a heavy piece of Unless you make it, like, featherweight, I just don't get what the purpose would be. And it would probably get destroyed every game. And a golf ball, you're going to lose a golf ball once in a while. Even a professional golfer does. So, I just, I don't, just just shut up. It's also, like, right under the halo on the side of the cockpit. So, it's a really tiny, hard-to-see area where they're yeah. going to have this this weekend. And I guess that's so it doesn't get hit by anything and it's, like, safer up there. But it's not like you're going to be able to see it if you're in the stands watching the cars go by. I mean, maybe you'll be able to see it on the TV broadcast, but that's about it. Yeah, I – yeah, that's a good point. I was, I was trying to – okay, let's let's keep going. Okay, the last, I think, piece of news that I have, unless you can think of anything, is that Haas actually has – a title sponsor for 2023. They signed um, U.S.-based company MoneyGram, which I've never used. I don't really know what they are, but I guess yeah, it's, I like it's like a, a PayPal Venmo, Venmo sort of thing. Um, yeah, Cash App. Yeah, like competitor. So hey, that's you know they're gonna have a new livery and a, a real sponsor that I guess Gene Haas won't just have to spend all his money on it. So maybe 
they'll actually be able to develop their car. Yeah, next slow season, down. But slow let's not get ahead of ourselves. Remember, we're talking about Haas, who signed Rich Energy, and now we're talking about MoneyGram that most of the country probably has never heard of. So, I'm not saying MoneyGram is Rich Energy. Like it looks from the little I looked, it looked like they're an actual an actual company with like real services. That being said, it's you know they are behind on the popularity scale from. Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, Zelle, and there's one other Zelle. one that I was thinking yeah. of this morning that that now I'm I'm forgetting about. I don't I don't remember. And um, Stripe I in terms of, of you know payment sort of things. Stripe's more on the business side of things, but it's like it's what. Yeah. Any, anyway, yeah, it's it's more. Can you use Apple yeah, Pay too to like request Apple money Pay from ha- each other? And I don't know. Does Google Pay, Pay do the same thing right now? It's really annoying. But that's that's a technology rant that I can't figure out because I'm old. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's cool. It's good for them. I hope it I hope it works out. I just you know, we'll see. It's it's still Haas who started off the year with so much promise and now I'm kinda like meh. I guess that's most of the that's the F one season as a whole right now. Yeah. I mean, we don't even know who's driving their yeah. second car yet next year, so uh, I guess we have to figure that lineup out. Because if it's Nico Hulkenberg, then yeah, Nico Hulkenberg, rehash a guy who's 35 <laughs> who's never been on the podium. Like, yeah, I'm sure that'll that'll be great. That'll... Yeah, why get rid of Daniel Ricciardo? I'm sure Daniel doesn't want to go there. Like, I, I'm sure like everybody's he, like Daniel, go to Haas. He's like, nah, I'd rather sit the year out and just wait. Like in that case, I don't blame Ricciardo. If 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 it's if it's Haas or you know, take a year off. I'm sure he's probably still got endorsement deals that he can bring in some some money with, or that he'll sign and bring in money with to do whatever as an ambassador. I mean, you know, he he rode a, a horse into the the track today in Coda. I'm sure he can find. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle, or padel as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. 
There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chicken flag. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't it's see that. totally ridiculous. I have to go find the horse that doesn't have, the, the damn horse has credentials. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Did it have sponsor logos like somehow woven no, into its skin? I don't think so. <laughs> well played. <laughs> That's the next place we're we're going with horse racing. Yeah, you have logos yeah, well on played. the side of it. <laughs> but no. Do you have any other news that you can think of? I, I, I don't no, think there's been much no, going on. No. It's. I mean, listen, we're still waiting for the cost cap penalty to come out. I don't know. I'm sure they're yep. they're waiting for like some sort of scandal or big news to erupt so they can just like slide it on the table and like get away with it. I'm almost positive of that. Yeah. And otherwise, I don't think we have anything else. So it's Coda weekend. Are you excited? Yes, it is. Um I am excited just because that there you know, there's racing this weekend that I can watch. And it's already felt like a long off season from IndyCar and just IMSA because what was that? It's been yeah. three weeks, a month since all that kind of stopped. So I'm just happy to see racing and grateful that we still have about another month of F1 after this, even though the championship is sewn up. But let me get to the times real quick for these sessions because they're actually good for us living in the u.s <laughs> unlike vegas is going to be next year practice one is on friday probably you're saturday listening to it's on friday but this, it's this is a saturday 4 p.m episode this week yeah because i'm going to do indy car tomorrow is it? yeah oh i'm sorry i thought you were talking about the like practices <laughs> on saturday i was like no it's not <laughs> i'm looking at the f1 app okay so practice two you've already watched it i guess it was from 6 to 7 30 Practice three is today, Saturday, from 3 to 4 p.m., followed by qualifying at 6 to 7 p.m., and then the race is tomorrow on Sunday at 3 p.m. Yeah. I still don't think I'll be able to watch it live. I'll watch it, I don't know, Sunday night or something like that when I get, get back home or Monday as I'm packing to head out to Vegas. Answer. Question for you. Um, do you think that the ratings, I guess it doesn't matter for internationally but do you think f1 ratings are going to be complete garbage given that it's a sunday afternoon yes. during nfl yes. season because i still think okay i mean nfl will dominate nascar will take a chunk because there's still a championship hunt going on in nascar and yeah f1 championship is decided so the casual fans who you know the, the more casual fans probably won't tune in that's yeah. So I, I don't know if they're going to be like totally dismal, but 
I wouldn't be surprised if they are lower on the lower end of the spectrum for this season. I think I think that's going to be. I the think case. like be interested to see what they are. What race do we have left? Brazil, Abu Dhabi, and Mexico. After this, I think like Mexico yes. ratings will probably be similar to Coda because it's, it's in like the <laughs> yeah, opposite of order of the way you listed it. It's Mexico, Mexico probably Brazil, then Mexico Abu Dhabi. and yeah. Brazil. I think the long the the later in the season these last couple rounds you get the worse the TV ratings will get. Yes, because you're getting more really? into it. Like Brazil will probably okay. or Mexico will be. Yeah, Mexico. Oh, you're will talking be, about just in the U.S. You okay. know, another afternoon ish race for us here. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's on the same time yeah. zone as probably Austin. Brazil, is, Mexico City. I think is roughly is is an afternoon race or a, a midday race at least. I don't exactly remember, but I think Brazil's. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be a similar ish time and zone. And then too. Like within Abu a Dhabi hours. will be, you know, probably an eight a.m. start, and nobody's going to get up for an eight a.m. start when the championships already decided. Correct. Yeah, not here at least. All right, let's do our picks. Let's let's see how this goes for us this weekend. Um, well, no, the only interesting thing I guess that could happen is couldn't Max uh, tie or beat? He'll tie the most Vettel wins and in Schumacher the season if he wins this weekend. Okay, which I mean, there's four races left. Yeah, he's gonna at least get yep. one more. Yep, if not multiple. Here's a question for you before we get to our picks: Will Lewis Hamilton or George Russell win a race before the season ends, or will Mercedes or will Mercedes be totally shut out this year? Uh, no, I don't think they're gonna be able I to agree. get a win. I think between the just there's four drivers who can win a race and those are the two Ferraris and the two Red Bulls and I don't even think that Sainz or Perez are that big of a threat yes. for wins. I agree. Except I guess in Mexico if they really want to help Sergio which they don't get a win in front of won't. his home crowd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe Max will be a nice guy and help his teammate out. Come on now. All right. Who is your top? uh, You pick first. Okay. So my person within the top 10, I'm trying to think of who has a really good record at Coda. That's not like super predictable. Mm, Not sure. You know what? Let's, let's just go with, this is risky, but I'm gonna go with Carlos. Right. Well, I'm also taking a Ferrari. I'm gonna take Leclerc. All right, that's a safe. I bet, was going to go with Carlos. I was going to go with Carlos, <laughs> and then you picked him. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll go with the other one. Oh, really? Well, I have something interesting to mention real quick about Charles. So I believe he has 18 poles, which I mean that's that's a lot of poles. But his conversion rate of poles to wins is the lowest of, like, anyone who has a win in Formula 1. And, like, wins and poles. Because he's only won five races. So he's got less than a third, like, conversion rate. And I don't even remember if all the races that he's won, he came from pole. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't I don't know that. But that's, yeah, that's pretty dismal. 
Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if that says more about him or both. Ferrari. Definitely. Or both, There's definitely but... fault on both ends there. You know, like when he got pole at Monaco and then crashed, you know, that's that's his end. But, you know, when when they've had – was it Baku? His, his engine just shut down on him. You know, that's, that's a Ferrari thing. So I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. All right, my outside the top ten pick – I don't. I like almost want to. Wow, I hear like a abundance a, of sirens going on, going on somewhere in the near vicinity to my townhouse. Uh, I I would pick Valtteri Botas, but I guess he's tenth, so I can't pick him. And I guess that's probably wouldn't be a good pick anyway because Alfa Romeo Garbage. has been uh, faltering a bit here. Yeah, so okay. I'm gonna pick Sebastian Vettel because I'll take Gasly. He's been good. And good choice. Let's go with who? Let's switch it up. Who is going to be the first driver to DNF this weekend? And you can also say no one will DNF this weekend if you want to be very bold. No, someone's going to DNF. Going into that first corner, I I can see someone going out in the first lap. Um, you know what? I think that it might end up being Nicholas Latifi. That's not. Uh, gonna be a shot. I'm gonna take Magnus out pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, yep. also a good pick. Unfortunately, all right. Well, we'll wrap it there. Everybody, enjoy your race weekend. Again, if you missed it yesterday, Frenchie might have find a s- surprise co-host to do an F1 recap. Otherwise, we'll be back not this, not next week, but the week after. So we're we're off this week since I will be away. So everybody have a lovely weekend of racing. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report. Your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform.